But here, on the very rim of known space, justice is a long way away. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I always, I, as always, am your co-host, Brian. And joining us, as always, is your co-host, Spaz. Not to be confused with Hardware Wars. <laughs> your co-host, Julie. Hello from the great gloomy north. That's uh, gloomy here, too, if you can believe it. Uh, your co-host, uh, Jacob. Do sleep deprived for a quote. Sorry. That's fine. You know, there's no pressure for that. Uh, and your co-host, David. Hello, hello. Uh, before we get started, folks, I want to apologize for uh, not having a show for a few weeks uh, due to... Like we're missing Thorsten, for example, because he's still having internet issues. Um, but there are a few times where two or more of us couldn't make it, and I I feel like if a third of us, if a third of our staff cannot make the show and there's no guest, then we shouldn't have the show. That that's kind of how I feel about it. Because if you know, I want I want as many people here as possible. So if we're like missing one, if we're missing like a sixth of our staff, I think that's acceptable. But if we're missing a third of our staff, I don't think that that's acceptable. So that's why we haven't had a show in a couple of weeks. So sorry for that. Um, but you know, life happens. What are you going to do? People get sick. People have technical issues. You know, that's one of the downsides of doing this live. What are you going to do? So, uh, hello chat. So, Today we have a topic that was my idea because I love hardware, I love peripherals, I love stuff that makes gaming more fun and easier. And the topic is basically what are pieces of hardware that allow us to enjoy our games better? Either whether it's a portable console, whether it's a console, whether it's a specific peripheral, whether it's, you know, actually our computer. Uh, I didn't want to kind of cheapen out and go our PC, but you know, <laughs> but uh, I thought it'd be fun to talk. We don't talk a lot about hardware on, on, on the show because there's so much hardware and we're not experts in hardware, but I thought if we added a personal bent to it, you know, uh, like what, what piece, what type, what hardware do we find essential uh, for our gaming experience? That sort of thing. Uh, then that might, make it a little more interesting and, you know, make it more approachable because again, we're not experts in hardware. We can't tell you the best CPU or GPU to buy or whatever. Uh, because we don't, we're not experts and we don't have the time to do that kind of homework. Um, so I just thought, you know, what kind of hardware do we love that helps us gain better? And so I will start since it was my idea for a topic I mean, for me, the obvious first choice, I, I have two, um, and I'm not saying you guys have to have two, but I have two. Um, it, my, my first and obvious choice is the Microsoft Sidewinder Force Feedback 2 joystick, which anyone who knows me knows that I, I love, love, I think it's the best joystick created by God or man, and <laughs> I mean, there are other newer joysticks that might do some things better, but I think... As an overall package, I can't think you. I don't think you can find a better joystick. Honestly, I, I and it works with everything. I mean, I've used it for F nineteen. I've used it for Star Citizen. I've used it for Elite. I've used it for uh, Gunship. I, I mean, I'm still using it for Tornado. I mean, I use it regularly. Um, it's just such an important piece of hardware. I, I mean, they last forever, but I've still bought extras just in case. <laughs> Like I'm on my second one. The first one I had lasted um, six years before. And it gets uh, false feedback. Yeah, and and oh yeah, but sadly, I I still don't know what's going on with force feedback. I I for, I mean, for a while, game a lot of games had force feedback, and then it stopped, like in the early 2000s. And like some people say, it's a patent issue. You know, some people say it's just the thing is, it's just for joysticks. Apparently, force feedback is still a thing with steering wheels, but apparently, apparently. but apparently it's just with joysticks. You can't just apparently there is a new force feedback joystick, though, but it's like a thousand dollars. There is a new force feedback tech on the market that's different enough to be legally distinct. From what I remember. Okay. 
And the reason why it's a thousand dollars is because it's still prototyping and new and fancy and stuff. Uh, I wonder if my I wonder if they'd make it so old force feedback sticks can use that new tech. I doubt it, but they should. Well, it's <clears> it's, a, it's a di- it's different hardware, so like, oh, not really. I guess like not. it's a hardware solution. It's not like the the whole point is that the hardware portion of force feedback is uh, apparently sitting in pattern hell of some kind. So weird. So you need to make something that's legally distinct enough in on the hardware front. I'll tell you when it's done well, like on the video, uh, it's Free Space Two, and Free Space Two. If you if you ever if you never played it with um, the hardware, uh, the first feedback, it's got directional force feedback. So if you're hit from the left, you will feel it on the left. If you're hit from the back, you will feel it on the back. If like one of your engines gets damaged, you will be fighting the stick. It's amazing. Like I don't think any game does it better. But there are a lot of games that do it really well. Like Klingon Academy has good force feedback. Um, I think one of the Independence War games has good force feedback. I think he, I think IL two still has force feedback. Like I think yes, it does. I think it still has force feedback because it's such. It's kind Cyberpunk of Cyberpunk gr- does. What was that? Cyberpunk has force feedback with one specific weapon. Oh well, that's a little different. I think <laughs> that is a little different. That is a little different. But when with you one have that singular pre- weapon, with <laughs> one singular weapon that causes your controller to vibrate. Yeah, I think ah, that's a little. I think that's yeah. Uh, we're talking about Sir John. Um, Sir John Fallowstiff. Yes. Yes. Oh, if you're <laughs> it, the weapon that causes your we, controller we to vibrate very, constantly. We have very While different definitions of what constitutes false feedback. Uh, I, I think it, it works in this regard. It, it is also force. It, it works in this regard because it also vibrates extra when you hit a target with it. Yeah. Yes. So if you're unaware, folks, the weapon in um, the weapon in uh, it's a weapon in Cyberpunk 2077 that's basically a giant dildo, and you can only get it if you do a certain quest correctly. And uh, I did it right the first time, but on my current playthrough, I didn't do it right, so I didn't get it, uh, which is a shame. Uh, hey, Jose, yeah. Uh, f- by the way, if you're listening, our live, um, our live time has changed. We've moved back an hour um, to 11 a.m. Pacific time for reasons. For scheduling reasons. For reasons. Um, thankfully, we could all do it. Thankfully, we could still all make it work, so I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy about that. It's um, just the podcast time that's changed, not yeah, the line party. Yeah, just the, just the podcast is moved back an hour. Uh, so, yeah, I'm on my second stick right now because these things do last forever. It's an amazing stick. It, it uses gears inside to help center it. That's why the centering is so good. Um, they're plastic gears, but they still are well made. Uh, it's got all the axes you could need. Um, and so, yeah, I I can't... Like whenever someone asks me about getting a new joystick, uh, this is the one I always recommend, even though it's older and a little bit expensive. Windows still sees it as a joystick. Certain games still work for force feedback, but it runs in anything, you know? So I got to say good on Microsoft for not, you know, because they could have easily said, fuck it. We're not supporting this anymore. But, you know, you plug it into Windows 11 and it still works. It's terrific. Yeah. Strangely enough, the one thing that they've kept all this time is the get is the uh, game controller drivers. Yeah, for some reason. I mean, I'll take it, but it's weird that that's the thing that stuck around. I know, like uh, the like a uh, about a year ago for, for shits and giggles, I plugged in my strategic commander. If you remember that thing, and um, Windows had no problem with it. Totally saw the axes and everything, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and had no problem seeing it. So. I guess good on Microsoft for supporting their own legacy hardware. Uh, yay. Um, Jose, yes, this is Free Space 2. This is a video I did a while back when I got my first um, Force Feedback 2, Sidewinder Force Feedback 2, and I was showing off how the uh, Force Feedback worked in the game. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the, the Sidewinder 2, which is pure USB, not the original Sidewinder, which has the um, the gamepad, not gamepad, uh, port, game port controller. Those are very hard to get working in modern Windows. 
even with the USB connector. They're very hard to get working in modern Windows. But the Force Feedback 2 works like a champ every time. DOSBox, Windows games, you, whatever you throw at it, it works. So that's, that's why I have spares, even though they last forever. Um, that's why I have three or four other sticks. <laughs> I'm like, they don't make them anymore. So if I break it or something happens to it, I'm going to need another one. <laughs> yeah, you can still buy ga- you can still buy uh, computers with a PS2 port, apparently, but you cannot buy computers with a game port anymore. <laughs> but you can still get a PS2. You can still have a PS2 port <laughs> if you if you need those, those old uh, keyboards and mice. <laughs> So that was so that joystick is is just essential for me. I I I even yeah, I I use it so frequently. That is pretty much my my most essential pieces of hardware. Um so that's my first pick. Uh Spaz, do you have something? Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, it depends on the game, of course, but if I'm playing something like Rebel Galaxy Outlaw or one of the Yakuza games, I'm absolutely going to be using a gamepad. And so for me, the uh, uh, my Xbox gamepad is my, one of my go-to options for anything with controller support. It's a great gamepad. It really is. Like, I know a lot of people like the PlayStation one, but I just, I think that the Xbox gamepads are like top of the top. No, I've um, used both, and, yeah, I, sure. and I'm, I can easily switch between either one. I have my my uh, my PS4 controller connected to my PC as well, but I tend to I tend to use the uh, Xbox controller for anything other than EDF World Brothers, <laughs> and the reason why I use the PS4 controller for EDF World Brothers is because I have the back buttons on it. There's a back button attachment that you can connect to the PS4 controller, and I use that for the square button, which is what you use when you're trying to resurrect somebody. So I can hold that back button for that mm. while I'm still shooting, yeah, with the... Oh, uh, that's triggers. cool. Oh, that's Fancy. cool. Yes. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I still... A bit of a two-in-one... Yeah, if someone had held a gun to my head and said, which controller do you prefer, PlayStation or Xbox? I'd totally go with Xbox. I mean, I could use both. I, I, I use the, I, okay. I play, I play my PS3 regularly. It is basically my MotorStorm machine. And so I use an Xbox 3 controller pretty regular. I mean, a PlayStation 3 controller pretty regularly. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think Microsoft is really like their gaming hardware. Their their gaming hardware has been ta- has been great for a long time. It's just a shame they don't do weird things anymore. Like the the what? Remember the Dual Strike? Do you remember that thing? It was their FPS controller. It had a gimbal, and so the left hand had like a had a uh, had a thumbstick they that would move you, but the right side was on a on a spherical gimbal. So you would use that to twist like a mouse. Twist your view was the weirdest thing, but they used to do stuff like that, and I kind of miss that. <laughs> they had that one Sidewinder controller that came with uh, Motocross Madness. That was like there was like that was like handlebars that you would tilt and and it would it would turn the bike. Was it the freestyle? Yeah, they used to make great. They used to make really interesting stuff, and now it's all game pads. I mean, their game pads are still great, but I miss like their older stuff where they would take risks. <laughs> but then they never sold, so it makes sense. <laughs> A lot of that they just left up to third parties now to make yeah, odd controllers true. like that. Yeah, like. What I mean, the closest thing to the strategic commander, I guess, is what was it? The Razor Basilisk, that kind of left-hand keyboard mouse thing. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I never used one. I never used one either. I I always wanted one, but they were ne- they were never cheap enough. Like even on eBay now, they're still going for like two hundred bucks. Like what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> 
But yeah, no, the Xbox gamepad is absolutely terrific. I use mine all the time for uh, for a, a wide variety of games. Oh, it's especially great with Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, like you said. Um, Julie, you got anything? Well, I will preface it with something, and that is this. And if anybody but me is old enough to remember Peanuts by Charles Schultz, um, there is a comic strip where Linus and Lucy and Charlie Brown are all laying down and they're looking at the clouds. And Linus says, I see George Washington crossing the Delaware. And Lucy says, I see Napoleon at Waterloo. And Charlie Brown, it's his turn. And he says, I was going to say, I see a ducky and a goose, but I've changed my mind. And short of saying, well, my essential hardware is my keyboard here. Um, other than that, and I've had bad keyboards where somebody once bought me an ergonomic keyboard, and they said I felt like I was typing with my hands out to my side. Um, uh, and I did talk to you about this ahead of time. And uh, cue the groan for Jacob here. And that is <laughs> because you can plug this into your computer. And someone would say, why would you plug this into your computer? And I say, because when my last computer gave out, rather than my friend got tired of my trying to futz around with the BIOS trying to fix it. And uh, Uncle Sam pays me for numbers and business, not for computer programming. And all my IT friends are all on the East Coast. So she, I came home and there was this whiz-bang, really nice computer with this screen so wide the Chicago Bears could play football on it. So there's why <laughs> hook it up. Uh, hook, and wait, hook, hook what up? What is it? The Switch. Oh. You can hook and that up to a PC? Yes, you can. What? With an HDMI cable. With an HDMI cable, you can hook up the dock to uh, uh, a uh, your PC. It's not native, but you can do it with relative ease. So it qualifies, right? And uh, even though most of the time I played, I play uh, handheld. But people might also say, why? Why hook this up to a PC? Because as I found out when I was growing up, and, and bear in mind when I grew up, the internet did not exist as I was speaking about with friends the other day when they wanted to talk about uh, an Apple Mini. And they said, so do you know about DOS? And I said, when I grew up, there was nothing but DOS. And mm -hmm. uh, the internet was but the vision, uh, despite the fact that some people in America may have thought that they were principally responsible for the creation of the internet. <laughs> Al Gore! Uh, it was actually the brainchild of a Swedish scientist. And uh, and so, yes, that's when I started working with the internet, there was nothing but DOS. And uh, so the thing is, as as uh, as technology went along, and I finally had a PlayStation without a number, there was a lot of things, and and we've seen this still. Uh, like there'll be games come out in console, and you've got to wait a couple of years to play it on PC or vice versa. And so uh, there are a lot of games that you know, if you want to play a Nintendo game and you want to play it on the fees. Uh, BC, forget it. And so that's why I hook it up to a computer, but also not just a switch, a switch OLED, which is, uh, as though of you, it's very high definition screen. And for the, the only drawback to that is if you are playing a game where there's a dark scene, uh, unlike some games you may like that, and you put it in the green channel with a, a couple of police officers sitting in a burnt out car and it's at night night or like in a dark cave when skyrim because you can play skyrim on absolutely everything you can play it on a switch if you're in a cave what's dark looks kind of dark gray to everybody else if it's on an oled screen like you may if you are blessed to have one on your computer dark is like black so uh there are a few drawbacks but when I first time I saw an OLED screen, I said, "Wow, I was 
dumbfounded. So those two things together, the switch and this widescreen, uh, the, the drawback is to this really widescreen, sometimes uh, the game just won't play on the whole thing. So you got this margin up and down the sides, or you got your screens really stretched out. So uh, my thing is, there's a lot of a lot of Switch games that are that I like to play, and you can't play it anywhere else unless you do some things that are not slightly illegal, but very upsettingly illegal. And if you do it, and you'll get caught. Nintendo will take down the site and ban your account. So. I don't do it. And, uh, but the sad thing is sometimes that's the only way to preserve some of these old games. So, uh, if you want to play some of these old games, you got to buy it now, put it on your switch before they do things like they did with the 3ds and take the whole thing down. So that is my first choice. Well, that's a good, well, uh, switch is a terrific piece of hardware, you know, um, and the widescreen computer screen here that goes with it. So wait, do you hook it up to your monitor directly or to the PC? Oh, to the PC. Huh. Really? And that works. Yeah. I mean, I guess with a is it with a capture card or something? Like I'm No, you can use a capture card. You can use a an HDMI cable, but most of the time I just use it handheld. Huh. Technology is amazing. Isn't it, really? isn't, isn't it wonderful? I can hold in my hands a terabyte of information that back when my dad was alive and he was 20 years younger than me, used to take up a whole room. Yeah. I know. We have the sum of human knowledge on our phones now. <laughs> and are refusing to use it. <laughs> and no, we use it. We just, we use, just it. use it to look at cat pics. Yeah. And then. Well, uh, <laughs> And skateboard fails, and 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 cosplay, and <laughs> skateboard fails. Brian, what year is it? I don't know. It's just the thing that came to mind. I I I get a kick out of watching people fall off skateboards. Sometimes it's funny. Well, I guess there's something going to talk about people doing the can can or something. I don't know. <laughs> Well, you know, as technology progresses, and uh, I discuss this with my teacher slash publicist slash editor all the time, and she makes me take things out, and she said, that's old tech, nobody will recognize it. And I said, come on, really? Even if it's just as simply as, simple as one of the characters saying, don't cash a check, don't write a check you can't cash. She said, most people who are millennials will say, what the hell's a check? And, uh, you know, you can talk about old rotary phones, like on the old film noir detective novels. And I said, so the character guy's got an antique phone. She said, nobody will know what the hell a rotary phone is. I said, seriously? She said, no, put a rotary phone in front of someone who's a millennial. They won't be able to make a phone call. One of my friends said, no, they don't teach cursive in school anymore. And I said, really? What? No, they don't in American schools. And so I said, I can write my business notes about proprietary systems in cursive, and the new hires will think it's written in, uh, in a code from World War II. She said, yeah. So, you know, a lot of people, technology, that's the thing. If you don't, if you don't do something to preserve some of your favorite games on whatever your handheld is, it could easily disappear. And with the vanishing of the 3DS system, a lot of older games have disappeared. And the only way you can play them is to already have them or the Nintendo gods decide to put them online. Right. <sighs> well, I'm sorry. I don't have a. I do have a. I do have a force feedback controller, but I, I, it sits gathering dust in the corner of my enormous desk here, so I can't claim it's one of my favorites. That's fair. But uh, no, the Switch is a great piece of hardware. Shame we don't have Thorsten here. Um, he'd probably have something interesting. He always does. I mean, I'd consider getting a Switch, but I don't have console money. That's fair. I mean... I will. I got a bonus. You're in bonus of work, and you have to earn it. 
It's not just automatic. And so I got a really good rating at work. And I said, before it goes to pay the bills, I'm grabbing this money to play Switch OLED. And when I first bought this, they were so hard to get. I would spend that morning, right, on Amazon. And the second you put it, before you could put it in your, you know, it's like to check out. It would be gone when you tried to check out. And I had to fight all the people who were trying to grab it and resell it for like 10 minutes before I got one because I bought one the first day out. Right. Sorry. Uh, something work came in it distracted me a little bit while you were talking. I apologize. Okay, I'll deal with that later. All right. Um, so, Jacob, what do you got? Well, for... Essential hardware, there's a lot of stuff that I'm not particularly attached to. Uh, but I feel like I, there, are two thi- there are two things that I uh, would like to mention. The first one... Uh, okay, technically three things. I've just combined two of them into my uh, official flight sim setup. Using the T16000M throttle and the... Uh, what is it called? The VKB Gladiator Stick. In order to create what, in my opinion, is probably one of the most cost-efficient way of um, getting a, you know, throttle and stick set up these days. Hmm. I primarily like them for two very simple reasons. Uh, they have... I, for flight sims, I primarily game like, uh, play games like DCS World and IL-2 because I enjoy suffering. <laughs> uh, wow. There's one thing those games require, however, and that is all the buttons. No, no, not some buttons, not most of the buttons, all the buttons. <laughs> this thing, I have recently checked, I have 141 buttons between these two devices combined, and I'm still a couple short. Wait, so remind me again, one was the Gladiator, the VKB Gladiator? Uh, yes, the VKB Gladiator. Is it the VKB Gladiator? It's, uh... Pretty sure it's yes, what it's called. Yes, the VKB Gladiator. And what's the other one? I, 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 it, it, it's the Thrustmaster T16000M. It's part of their, uh... It's part of a larger setup. The, uh, F- the, the what they call the FCS Hotas, which is a very good starter set. And the throttle is, I think, one of, if not the best independent throttles you can get. The stick is... Eh, but it's okay. Right. <laughs> no, I've heard good things about yeah. that throttle. Yes, it's brilliant. And the stick is also brilliant. And it's not... I wouldn't call it cheap. I would call it cost-effective. Insofar as it's not like a Thrustmaster Warthog that costs as much as a small car. But also has fifty-seven thousand buttons on it, and could like wipe your ass while you're flying or something like that. Uh, as for number three, uh, also tied into my uh, flight sim setup is is this delightful little thing called the PlayStation Three Eye Camera. Ah. Why? Because <laughs> when you because when you unscrew it open, you rip out the uh, infrared filter. It becomes probably the best infrared webcam you can put on a on a computer, and certainly the cheapest one. And that's for um, because head tracking. Uh, that is exactly for head tracking, alongside some no name three D printed thing that I got from a local store. So you know, uh, can't exactly give you a recommendation there. Uh, because ultimately, all you need is three LEDs and the frame, and that you bolt onto your. Uh, headphones, as well as something to visual, uh, as well as a webcam that can see infrared light, and suddenly you have perfectly serviceable head tracking. Yeah, I so got. The, it's a thing that I dislike about Track IR because Track IR, while it does work and it is self-contained, it costs approximately all the money. Like a full bundle is, let's see, all right, one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Which is a, it's a, it's a decent chunk of cash. Yeah, I got one of those a while back, the PS3 eye camera for the head and face tracking, and it's a shockingly, shockingly good device for, for that yes, purpose. The only, like, the only real issue it has is it has abysmal resolution. You don't <laughs> need high resolution for head tracking. For that, no, you don't, really. You also need... That's good. basic. 
Oh, I yeah. didn't have the head thing, so I you, you need it, it. It works without the head thing, the, the the LEDs, like you said. But you really really good lighting for it to work without the head. Yes, without the head thing. Um, but it can work. But yeah, you need really good lighting in your in your room. Oh, because it, are you using like a face tracker instead of a the lighting light thing? I did for a while. I used I used it as a face tracker. Now I have uh, the Toby eye tracker. Um, ah, that fancy thing. I oh, that thing is terrific. Heard, like, I'm not going to say I've not heard of it because I have. I just have no idea how it works. It, well, you can use, um, I think, what's it called? Open track, face track, whatever the hell it's called. You can use that to simulate a track IR with the Toby, and it works great. Works absolutely uh, I, great. I'm pretty sure it's open track because that's the thing everyone uses because it is an open source uh, head tracking program that you can use with pretty much anything. Uh, uh, where the fuck? But. Yeah. So I, I'm with you on the PS3 camera because that is a really shockingly great <laughs> head tracking solution. Uh, and despite and despite it being an out of production camera, it costs literally I can get one for $5. <laughs> like as we speak, I can order one for five United States dollars or the local equivalent. <laughs> Needless to say, well, yeah, say because it's... they made a lot of them. Yeah, because they made millions of the damn thing. Now, really, of course, in order to make it work with IR, it, you do need to just grab a screwdriver, hack it open, remove a bit of glass, and then screw it back in. But once you do that, you have a perfectly serviceable infrared tracking camera. Ah, yes, Open Track. That is the software I was thinking of. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I think I got mine for five dollars at a GameStop. Ages, <laughs> I don't use it anymore, uh, especially now that I have the Toby. But um, yeah, I, I gotta I gotta grant you the PS3 i camera is for for that purpose. It's not a great webcam or anything, folks. If you're thinking about it, it's a terrible webcam. But for face but or for two, re- yeah, for two reasons: one, the drivers of the PC drivers are rather jank and not the most reliable, and two, the mm-hmm. resolution is. Abysmal. Ah. Abysmal. Absolutely abysmal. But for face tracking uh, or head tracking, it's especially if, in a, if you have an LED thing, like uh, like um, Jacob says, it's honestly a terrific, very cost-effective way to get some head tracking in your, in your game. Yes. In fact, the main reason why it's also g- good for head tracking is because despite the atrocious resolution, it does natively record at 60, at 60 hertz or 60 frames per second. Which, admittedly, even most modern webcams don't necessarily do because they don't really have a need for it. Yeah. But yeah, the resolution is a start, is a staggering, blistering, unfathomable 640 by 480 pixels. <laughs> I believe I believe there are, you know, there were like, um, there were DOS computers, like the, I think this is something like the IBM PC had a higher resolutions. <laughs> Oh, wow. I, don't, I don't even remember what games that thing was for. Like, I think there was one or two PS3 games. I don't even remember if there were that many there games. There was a that... whole... There was like a well, dozen or two dozen. It was dozen. used with the PS Move. Well, okay, the PS Move was a whole thing before that. Oh before my they, god, they, I forgot back. about the PS Move. Yeah, remember when everyone was trying to do, like, motion tracking games because the Wii got very popular, and so everyone tried doing it, <laughs> and the right. Kinect ended up horrible, and the Move and the PS Move ended up okay? Yeah, the PS Move did end up I okay. I ended up using mine quite a bit. So, yeah, yeah. but, it, but I, I'm glad we can agree that the Kinect is, was completely terrible. It was... <laughs> Just no bad. argument here. <laughs> it was genuine. The, the one thing apparently I see is people use it is because it's very easy to crack open and make open source. People use it for some utterly cursed, uh, uh, like motion tracking um, software. And, uh, like I remember there was a game recently. It was freaking freaking Space Organ Trading Simulator, which is a delightful title for a game that for some reason added Kinect support after the developer presumably like had a sleep deprivation caffeine-induced bender where he achieved, <laughs> where he achieved programming nirvana and just woke up ne- the next morning seeing that the game he was working on now has Kinect support and decided, you know what, I'll just keep it there in case it breaks something else. It happens surprisingly often in programming. 
Right. Yeah, I th- I think people still use Connects for various reasons. Um, I've never gotten one. I think I just heard someone. God, someone was using it for some kind of face tracking thing recently. I think I heard about. But uh, yeah, people apparently still use Connects <laughs> for various things. Um, that's a that's a good selection right there. Very good for for simming, which you apparently do quite a bit of. <laughs> yes, got a bit less of it recently, but I still use that. I, I've I've uh, discovered a lot more games that the uh, flight stick setup works with. I apparently uh, have uh, have uh, have still mentally damaged Thorsten by playing Everspace Two with my flight stick. Works exceptionally well. Huh. Like genuinely, I. Part of okay, part of that is because I play bomber and don't have to aim, but it worked really well. I'll have to give that a try because I, I never thought of it. I mean, I know it. Does, I know it can use a a, a Hodus and everything, but I never thought about it. Yeah, that's the thing I was saying. It has uh, full support with everything, with like all the buttons and stuff. Have you tried it with nuclear option yet? Uh, not yet, because I don't have it because of money shortages. That's fair. It's definitely one worth getting at some point. Um, I did try it in the playtest and it did actually work. Great. (laughs) Uh, That one's great, by the way. Um, So, David, what do you got? Well, um, once again, I'm looking here at the the recording here with Free Space 2. Um, Made me think of things, some some stuff as well here. Um, I guess I, since last time we spoke, I figured out what I can uh, talk about. And that's going to be the Logitech Extreme 3D Pro, which was my introduction to Flight Sims and, um, and Everspace 2, I just remembered. Hmm, it's, it's not a fancy joystick. It's not a very good one. It's very stiff. It's, uh, but it has a twist function. And it has a little teeny throttle. And I think I've gone through two because they're not very sturdy. They break apart at the seams uh, as soon as you look at them weirdly or something like that. It's a very good bare minimum. That's the way I would describe them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, I was checking here, uh, doing our recording here, and I managed to get uh, something around 50 hours with uh, IL-2 Stromovic with uh, some of my old uh, childhood friends. We played it together. And that was only thanks to that friggin' joystick. Well, they had their own um, troll setups. With, what was that? Like the X52 or something like that. I sat oh, there with a freaking things. Logitech. Yeah, I sat there with a lowly <laughs> Logitech 3D, 3D Force hey, Pro. If it works, and also you're flying World War World War One, uh, World War Two. Sorry, World War Two planes, which would have about the same level of pilot comfort as that stick. So <laughs> it's you know it's accurate. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, yeah, I, have, I guess I have to thank uh, that joystick to introduce me to this kind of yandere flying around spaceships and stuff. Because uh, I also carried that stick over to Elite Dangerous when that game launched. And, yeah, I really need to get that uh, uh, that throttle, which I have nowadays, the CH uh, Pro throttle, which also has that analog stick, which allows me to use lateral and vertical thrusters. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm. I guess I'm having that uh, kind of nostalgia that uh, Brian has there for a sidewinder <laughs> with that old piece of shit that I have here in my cupboard. <laughs> it's so bad, but it, it it brought me here. That's that's fair, man. That's that's. I mean, was that your first? Would you say that was your? I don't. I was that your first stick? Or yeah, that's uh, probably my first stick. Yeah. Wow. Wow, you, you guys are young. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I do remember doing the 90s or well, uh, early 2000s uh, for my cousin who was playing a lot of um, simulators that he was uh, constantly talking about the Sidewinder. So I know of the name. That I do know. Same here. And I'm, I'll be honest, the, the only reason I haven't gotten one beca- uh, for the force feedback is because it lacks buttons. Yeah, that is that it, is the one of the few downsides is it doesn't have a it ton of buttons. It was made during a time where people didn't need 173 buttons uh, to play to play a flight simulator. <laughs> Unfortunately, nowadays we do, and we have to cope with what we have. Well, the nice thing for me is if I do need that many buttons, I I have the CH Pro Throttle here, which has just so many axes and buttons and things that you know, if I need extra. I can get them elsewhere, but yeah, this the 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 sidewinder here only has uh, eight 
buttons, which for some people might not be enough. <laughs> yeah. But hey, reference, that's maybe... technically less than a, than a modern controller. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. But, like, I'm, I'm so used to, uh, it's called, was, was it hands on keyboard and stick, Hocus, uh, that doesn't bother me too much. Because <laughs> that's what Free Space 2 basically is, is, you know, you have your joystick and everything else is the keyboard. Um, but yeah, I, I get that if you need a ton of buttons, especially if you're using VR, you really can't use a keyboard. Um, you have to have it on the hardware. So that makes sense. Um, but thankfully, a lot of the games I... Like Tornado, I don't think it would benefit from all these buttons <laughs> on the on the joy on the, on the joystick. Uh, so I guess it does depend. So I just wanted to mention one other piece of um, hardware that has become essential to me lately, and that is the Hand 386. Uh, which, folks, if you're not aware, this is a handheld 386 PC. Uh, it costs two hundred dollars. You buy it from a place called AliExpress. You get it from China. Uh, it's definitely a niche boutique product. <laughs> Holy crap, it's a niche boutique product. Um, but it basically has a system on a chip, which uh, is, ver- is very common in industrial computers um, that run things like power plants and whatnot. I don't know how the person who makes these things got a hand on a bunch of 386s, but it's basically a 386 system on a chip. And because of that, it's it can run just about any DOS game between, what, 1986 and 1993, basically. Um, so it's basically become my portable Starfleet 2 slash F-19 machine. <laughs> Yeah, you're taking it on uh, that um, that trip you had. I took uh, it on a cruise, time. and I had yeah, on a cruise. I had uh, three machines with me. I had my hand 386, I had my 3DS XL, and I had my Switch. I barely touched the Nintendo machines <laughs> because I was playing so much F19 and so much <laughs> Starfleet 2 on that thing. It was amazing. It's not it's not a perfect machine. The keyboard is mushy as fuck, and um, when I bought it, it wouldn't charge. So I had to pay extra to take it to an electronics shop and have them fix the, uh, the power supply <laughs> for an extra 40 fucking dollars. Um, so it's a very niche boutique product, but it has become essential to me. Like if I know I'm going to be out of the house for a while and have downtime, like if we're going to get a haircut or something, I always have it in my bag. Because I've put so many DOS games on it. Uh, the other, last time we went to get a haircut and it was like, I was I had 30 or 40 minutes of downtime. I played the Oregon Trail, <laughs> which was terrific. <laughs> Fancy. Oh, it's, it's, if you like a certain type of game and if the game doesn't need mouse support or a joystick or anything, it's really terrific. Like, sadly, I can't get Tornado running on it because Tornado for some reason needs a mouse. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, it does come with a dongle. If you want to hook up a VGA monitor to it and a mouse and a PS2 <laughs> mouse and keyboard. Uh, <laughs> I know it's hilarious. Portable later then. I know, but it, but it works. There's a guy on YouTube who uh, has said hardware and he made it work. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of amazing, but yeah, that has, um, like if I, if ever I'm going to be out of the house for a while and have downtime, I always take it with me now because it's so portable. The only downside is it's shit in the sun. Like the screen that it comes with is absolute dog shit in the sun. Oh, does it have like a Game Boy screen? It's it it it's kind of backlit, but not very well. But um, someone I know someone I know on Facebook who also bought one came up with instructions on how to replace it with a better screen. So I'm probably going to do that at some point. I'm a little scared to do so, but apparently it's not that complicated. Um, but yeah, so it's, I guess it's, um, it's modular in design, I suppose. Not really. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I would not call it modular. <laughs> but uh, more, it's used by people who are uh, who know what they're doing. Who, who 
who know how to take it apart and go, oh, this is where you disconnect the uh, the screen and where you reconnect. It doesn't take like soldering or anything, but you have to take it apart and open it up and be very careful with the two little connectors, these two little din, dip, din, little pin connectors that connect the display. I'm very nervous about doing it, but I do want to at some point. Um, but yeah, it is a very niche device. Like it runs on a compact flash card <laughs> that I'm really nervous about taking out and breaking the pins, but it also has a USB connector that sees the USB as a hard drive. So that's how I put games on it. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love the thing. And if you're a retro gamer who loves like DOS games of a certain era and you got $200 to burn, I can't recommend it enough. <laughs> If you want to play Gunship 2000 on the go, ain't nothing better. In my opinion. I mean, some people prefer, like, there are some computers from the 90s that were that small, made by Toshiba, I think. Some people say those are better, but I mean, this thing is terrific. I absolutely love it. It's it's so great that, yeah, it's it's become essential because, like, now I can take some of my favorite games with me, like Starflight and Starfleet 2, and F-19, and F-117, and the Oregon Trail, and all these other... I've put, like, a hundred-some games in the damn thing. Um, you can fit that many? It comes with a two-terabyte... Oh, it, it comes with a two-gig uh, two card, I think. Two-gigabyte two ah, no card. Wonder. So, yeah, it, you can put... I think it's two gigs? Uh, you can put a ton of crap on there. It also comes with Windows 95, but I'm not playing Windows 95 games on that thing. Come on. <laughs> I basically use Windows 95 as a as a graphical user interface to copy DOS games over from the USB stick. Because I don't want to futz with X copy. <laughs> For God's sakes. Oh no. I typed the I typed the descri- I typed the, the those one directory incorrectly. Now I've got now I've got instead of a game directory, I've got Gimda or whatever. <laughs> whoops <laughs> but yeah folks if you're a certain age and you like a certain type of dos game yeah it is terrific and uh it's it's not always available but if you check every so often it becomes available over on aliexpress um and yeah i uh i can't recommend it enough if you like dos games of a certain era not every dos game will run on it but like i've gotten i think the 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 oldest dos game i've gotten to run on it is master of magic and it's a little iffy. <laughs> it's 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 a little chuggy, but uh, you can get the Master of Orion runs great on it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so many like classic DOS games run great on the damn thing. So yeah, I cannot recommend it enough. As long as you don't really need a mouse, <laughs> your goal or a joystick. And the great thing about games like F nineteen is you don't really need a joystick with F nineteen. It runs great with a keyboard. Um, and the arrow keys, because you're not really... If you're doing a lot of fancy maneuvering in F-19, you've already lost. So, basically... <laughs> so, so, yeah, if you do your job well in F-19, you won't need to do any fancy maneuvering. So, it's great for that kind of thing. Um, God, what was another game I was playing it on it the other day? I don't remember. Mostly, it's my F-19 slash Starfleet 2 machine. <laughs> it's great. I love it so much. Um, do any of you other guys, do any of you guys have another piece of hardware you wanted to mention? I do. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, well, I'll go with mine first. It is my headset. Oh. You might think, well, okay, headset. Well, why is that a important piece of hardware? Well, for me, well, it is nominally essential, but also. No, no, it's, it's more than just usability. It's accessibility. Because I have partial hearing loss in one ear, and I also have audio processing problems to where if there are more than two people talking at the same time, I may not be able to discern any of the dialogue that's being spoken. A headset really helps with that. Oh, interesting. Which headset is it? Remind me. What I have is a Somic headset, which has a... Uh, virtual surround sound, Ooh. virtual uh, 7.1 surround sound. Uh, Fancy. With it. 
yeah, it's a decent headset for, for what it does. And for me, if I am trying to listen to anything, if I'm watching something and anybody happens to be whispering, for example, and I don't have subtitles, there's no way I'd be able to tell what's being said through normal speakers because it's, it's just not possible. So is it their gaming? Just, head, is it their gaming headset? It is the model that I have. It's an older model. Uh, the Summit G310 is the one that I have. Okay. Because yeah, if you go to if you go to Somic.com, uh, it's Somic, I guess.com, and you click mm-hmm. on gaming headset, nothing comes up, <laughs> which is really weird. <laughs> which which one is it again? The the what? G310 is the model that I have. It's an older model uh, that uh, I think it first showed up about 2017. I've had mine for about five years, and it's been pretty good. Oh, that does look nice. I'm looking at it on Amazon right now. Is that the microphone you're also using? No, I'm still using my Yeti for the microphone. That looks like a nice headset. Oh, they don't sell anymore. Currently unavailable. Looks nice though. Looks very comfortable, which is also I'm it sure, is very as, comfortable. Yeah, I'm also sure is essential. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I have my headphones. These these Philips here because they're super super duper comfortable. Oh my god! I've used this this particular headset for twelve and a half hours of streaming on the Discord and wow. not had any discomfort issues. So. Yeah. Bloody hell. That's do you wear yeah. remind me, do you wear glasses? I don't remember. Yes, I do. Okay. That's yes. that's that's doubly Being impressive. legally blind, of course. Right. I just I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Sometimes yeah. sometimes people wear contacts, but like one of the re- like there was an older set of headphones I had and I would not when I started streaming a long time, like I wasn't really aware of how much painful they would be until like the second hour. It's like Oh, they're pushing my glasses into my head. This really freaking hurts. Um, so yeah, that's very important. <laughs> yeah. With this particular headset, it also has the benefit of keeping my glasses from moving down my nose. So <laughs> they keep my glasses in place. Oh, that's nice. Without without causing any extra pressure. So yeah. Yeah, they that's look helpful. very comfortable, actually. Yeah, they look very comfortable. But apparently now Somic makes cat ear eyes, cat ears headsets. Yes, they do. <laughs> and th- I mean, that's wrong that's with not that. something that I would buy necessarily, but yeah, yeah. They pick the cool. target audience. I mean, nothing wrong with that. And they're sticking with it. If that's what people want. Oh, wow. Those links don't A lot work of either. people who use their products are streamers. So the cat ears kind of, yeah, it works for their audience too. Yeah, that does make sense. It's just, yeah. They need to work on their website because I'm trying to click on like information for their. Yeah, I'm trying to click on information for the headsets and no products were found matching your selection. I'm like, uh, you guys need to work on your website, friends, because like nothing is working. Unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. Okay, Julie, you had something else. Yeah. Uh, also, in the unlikely event anybody's trying to do that, if you don't need your video capture card, you don't even need to plug it into your computer uh, switch. But the other thing I wanted to mention is what I have two of, and when I first saw these, I thought it was remarkable because some games now, like the last two I bought, PC, the last base game, Switch Force, uh, Switch, uh, Starfield, rather, will will not uh, they say it won't work on anything but an ssd drive and i no longer trust mechanical drives the last one having gone out on me and i have two atop my computer two one terabyte external sd cards and they've now gotten to the point where it's so small it's just like a double wide credit card and to me that's just that's astounding. I remember when computers, when somebody said, wow, you got a gigabyte of memory of computers? Like, yeah. Wow. Ooh. You know, my, my first, first PC had less. My first hard drive was on my PS2 back in 1991. And it was 
25 megabytes and it now, felt so cavernous. <laughs> the the drawback to these is there's, and I understand from a friend of mine who works at Funcom, there's a way to around this, but I haven't figured out how to do it yet. But periodically, Windows 11 anyway, will change it so that it's read only. And if you're trying to reinstall something or updating something, it will treat it like it's not accessible you just have to reboot your computer, unplug it, and plug it back in. There's some way to change Windows 11 so that it doesn't do that. or some little program you can use. Uh, somebody who's better at it than I am will probably know. But, you know, it's just, uh, wow. Couldn't, couldn't you even use a computer without it anymore? Because it's like the, the SSD drive. I know it's just meant to start the computer up faster that it comes with. And the big drive is the mechanical drive, but that can, can and the last one I have got corrupted incredibly easy. So I don't even use it anymore. I only use these external SD drives and it is a wonderful peripheral. Couldn't can, couldn't use a computer with well, I could use a computer without it, but you know, wouldn't want to. Right. Now I'm, I'm amazed. Like my this is the com- this computer I have is the first one that has an M2 drive, and I'm amazed how small they are. Like they're the size of a. This is probably dating you. Stick of chewing gum. They still make those chewing gum. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they do. Sticks of chewing gum. Uh, yeah, they do. I will say. I want my disk drive, my ex- my external DVD drive back. The computers don't have it anymore. I mean, I don't want to run a game with, but I, you can get an external one that you can plug into the back. But my last one had one set right into the computer. There's enough space for it. You could send a team of uh, engineers, the case is so big, and walk around in there. But I, I miss being able to play DVDs and music on my computer. Well, ex- external drives are not expensive. Uh, I have a DVD one, which was 20 bucks. The Blu-rays, if you want a Blu-ray, they're a little more expensive. Like, they're about... You're you're talking about eighty bucks to a hundred bucks for an external Blu-ray player because yeah. I'll have one. That's not how much I paid. Yeah, I have one too. There, it's absolutely terrific. I watch movies on my computer all the time with it. Um, I like having it built in. That's not unfair, but it's just what comes on physical media anymore. Sadly, you know what I mean. Oh, well, my my music comes on physical media. Fair you know, because. See, if you want to buy music, and this has happened to me a number of times, both with Apple and Amazon, and I wrote an article back when I got paid for writing about games, and it was a little picture I had, and it was somebody wearing blue jeans chained to a wall, and it says, you can buy the blue jeans, but you have to wear them here, and the thing is, with Amazon, you you just got the rights to keep to watch that whenever you want you can't download that put it in the disc and take it someplace else or storage and because of this i lost when i when i switched computers once i lost access to all the apple music that i had bought Uh, it goes back a ways but you know this is why i like having when i listen to zz top or aerosmith or uh, or the Rolling Stones before Charlie Watts, God rest his soul, died. Uh, I, I like having a hard copy. I mean, you could still buy hard copies of music, right? I mean... Yeah, that's why. Well, yeah, you know, somebody said, who buys, who buys hard copies? Well, I mean, we're talking about games, yeah. though, like PC games. That's what we're talking about. But, oh, yeah, you can't even anymore. And I understand, well, you know, borders set, not borders. Uh... Starts with a B. What's the other one? It's near Barnes, Barnes and no, Barnes and Noble. Not Barnes and no, not Barnes and Noble. Oh. The other electronics shop. Uh, one of the, uh, there was an electronics shop near us that's going out of business. They said we're not going to carry video. Uh, oh, Best, Best, Best Buy. Best Buy. That's it. Yes. Uh, they're getting Best rid of their movies. They're, they're getting rid of their movies. Yeah. yeah. And I said, well, you know, to me, that's like, well, you'll have a general philosopher striking your hands because hardly any people buy hard copies of DVDs and movies. But, you know, I, I kind of like it that way. I still buy a lot of stuff on Blu-ray and DVD. Yeah. So do I. Yeah. Yeah. Because stre- you can't trust streaming services anymore. You, I mean, you never could, really. But even less today. <laughs> 
Like, hey, hey, you know that show you liked? We're just going to uh, take it off the service for tax reasons. Like, thanks. It's, it's great. Thank God Netflix put it back. If you're the ones I'm thinking of, thank God Netflix is going to put it back on. Wait, what? Prodigy. Oh, Prodigy. well, that's it's not just the Prodigy, but a lot they did that with a yeah. lot of shows. It's a lot. It's happening to all kinds of shows, like Willow, the Willow Show on Disney. That's gone. Um, that's just one example, but they've just been getting rid of all kinds of things for quote unquote tax purposes. Uh, it's really stupid. That's why I like physical media, or at the very least. Uh, my wife is trying to get me out of buying things physically if we like it. Like she want we wanted to watch Barbie and I was gonna buy it on Blu-ray, but she's like, just buy it digital. I'm like, Ugh, fine. Um Well, see, that's the other thing with that. Why I used to like having the drive in my computer because if I bought the if I bought the hard drive, uh the hard copy, the DVD of like Master and Commander, I can copy it on a format just for my phone and I can carry around master and commander on my phone all the time. And even if I change <laughs> phones, nobody can take it away. Well, I think I've bought master and commander four times at this point. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I bought it four times DVD twice on Blu-ray and digitally. <laughs> the best quote is sinker burner or taker a prize. Love it. All right. Anything? Any any other pieces of hardware anyone wants to mention before we wrap up? It's getting late for you guys in Europe, I'm sure. Um, I may have had something about the 3DS, but Julia, it's all I have already talked about it pretty much, so I think it's covered. Uh, the, 3D, no, you, the 3DS you, is a wonderful. I think it's the best handheld ever. And in, in personally, I, I think the the DS slash 3DS has the best handheld library of anything. You know, <clears throat> I don't think anything else Close. comes close. Closing down the store is a travesty. Oh my yeah. god! Oh my god! That kind of there was. Good. I'm sorry. There was an article in news. A uh, just shortly before they closed, somebody spent twenty five thousand dollars buying every game on their. Oh, store. I watched that video. God, that it, it's it's a fairly it's a fairly long video because they had to they go through the entire process and most of it is buying. Um, cards for the 3ds shop because you can't use a credit card anymore you couldn't use a credit card at that point excuse Aww. me so they had to buy gift cards and they they drove to like all these best buys and game stops and stuff to, <laughs> to uh i got mine modded i got my 3ds um i got my 3ds modded but i love my 3ds i think it's still the best handheld you can get in terms of its library, I don't think anything else comes close. Even the Switch, I don't think the Switch comes close to the variety of stuff you have on the th- on the DS slash 3DS. Honestly, someday that's going to be the only way to play some of the older games, and in some yep. cases, still I know, is. I know. Well, that kind of leads folks into what we're probably going to talk about next week: uh, games preservation. We really haven't touched on that topic, and um, with things like the 3ds and wii u shop shutting down uh more and more games are disappearing and it's it's a tragedy it's a tragedy because that's art art is disappearing people's creativity people's blood sweat and tears are disappearing so we're going to talk about that next week um i'm not i'm not sure what i'm going to stream tomorrow i'm feeling really indecisive late. it might be more cyberpunk i don't know i just can't decide on anything right now uh, so I don't know what I'm going to stream tomorrow. Maybe more Tornado. I don't know. Uh, Maybe New Corruption? Oh, there's there's not much of a game there yet. That's yeah, the thing. That's it, it's, 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 it's got a great skeleton of a game, but there's not much of an actual game there yet. It's just got some single missions, which are, which are kind of fun, but it's like there's just not much there there yet. But when there will be there there, it's probably going to be amazing. Um, but right now there's just not much there there yet. Maybe I'll just do more tornado or maybe just do more cyberpunk. I don't know. All right. Have a great, uh, day, everyone. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Um, please take care of yourself and others, uh, get vaccinated. If you haven't, 
Uh, already get all the shots. Please get all the shots. Get all the vaccines. Get all the flu shots. Please, please, for the love of Jesus or whatever deity you believe in. And um, thank you, as always, to our patrons who literally keep on the lights around here. And with that, we will see you back here tomorrow for something. I'm not sure what yet. Have a great one, y'all. Bye-bye.